Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911 two man car. The month of September is dedicated to the seven sorrows of the Blessed Virgin Mary. This devotion goes back to the 12th century. Uh, you can join me. What I've been doing every single day in the morning when I get up with my morning prayers, I'm doing the Dolor Rosary, the Seven Sorrows to Our Lady. Uh, so we still have a few li- uh, days left in September. You can jump on and join join us as well. Hey, uh, we are here every single Tuesday and Thursday, myself and Paul. We're here to try to share with you uh, the importance of knowing your Catholic faith because you can't live your faith if you don't know it. And you can't share it with others if you don't make the Catholic faith your own first. It's also mm-hmm. important to live your faith. The Catholic faith is something public. It's a public thing. It's not meant to be. be it's not something you do in the closet. Catholics, get out of the closet. Catholicism mm-hmm. is not meant to be left behind like the Left Behind series. When you leave your house, you're supposed to live your faith and wear it on your sleeve. Also, spread your Catholic faith. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, wants the whole world to come into captivity to the way, the truth, and the life, which is himself, and the pillar and foundation of truth, which is the Catholic Church. So again, don't be discouraged. I know I know. there's a there's an enormous task that lies ahead of us. But uh, remember, uh, you know, anybody uh, that unites themselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that's, that's all the army that you need, Paul. Amen, brother. Uh, I never get tired of the Jess Romero work ethic. Because <laughs> just uh, you know, when you when you just talk like that, it just uh, it just inspires me to want to go out and do more for Christ. You know, there's all I can always do more for Christ, and 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 I'm sure the audience feels the same way. You know, when those words of encouragement, those words to, to say, "Hey, listen, go out there and you know, like Joshua and Caleb, you know what? We can take them. We can take the land. It's ours. You know, <laughs> yeah." Yeah, because again, as as they say, the game is fixed. Uh, You know, like it's like having a rigged uh, rigged betting system in Vegas. The game is fixed. Mm -hmm. We already know who wins, and so all we have to do is we have to just put our hand to the plow and don't look back. Speaking about eschatology, I want to talk about the great Archbishop Vigano. He gave a lecture called Globalism is, is a Satanic Preparation for the Rise of the Antichrist. Man, this guy speaks like a modern-day prophet. You know why? Because he is. Mm. Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano has once again condemned the rise of globalism, stating that it, it prepares humanity for the political rise of the Antichrist. Boy, he sounds like one of the early church fathers or one of the medieval saints. In August 24th, in an interview with uh, with uh, Archbishop Vigano, he commented on the rise of globalism and its impact upon society, reissuing a denouncement of globalism, which he has consistently made. The Archbishop linked corruption in society to corruption in the church. Wow. Mm. Painful, but true. Mm-hmm. He says... The element, in my opinion, needs to be made clear. For the denunciation to be complete is a spectacular relationship between the coup of the deep state in the civil sphere and the coup of the deep church and the ecclesiastical sphere. 
Paul, I've always said that, uh, unfortunately, the political left and the and the and the religious left they work together because both of them of they're not they're not impelled by the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're they're impelled by socialism, communism, social justice, a uh, uh, Tower of Babel, horizontal world. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead and pick it up from there, Paul. Okay. The subversive, yeah, the subversive action. The subversive action undermining each sphere is identical, he stated, as are the inspiring principles that move them and the goals they set. He argued, it is essential for Catholics to understand that the Vatican Council and the Novus Ordo were to the church what revolution and the declaration of human rights were to civil societies. Wow, strong words. Jess, it doesn't get any stronger than that. Yeah, um, you you forgot to say second. You just said Vatican Council. He said second Vatican Council, not not just Council. Oh yeah, second Vatican Council. But this is interesting though because you know the the Declaration on Human Rights. In, in my opinion, Jess, that was the epicenter of the fall of Christendom. You know what I mean? That's when everything started being dismantled. Uh, so um, that's that's interesting. Uh, uh, continuing on, um, it says, uh, well, let me go back and read that so people can just take it in. He yes. argued it is essential for Catholics to understand that the Second Vatican Council and the Novus Ordo were to the church what the revelation, uh, just lost it. Revolution. Uh, yeah, the yeah, revolution. Yeah. yeah, I'm just—it's uh, the weirdest thing. My computer just jumped, but I'll go with. Uh... I'll pick it up. Go okay. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. What? What the re- what the revolution and the declaration of human rights were to civil societies, because at the root of both lies the poisonous germ of revolution, that is, of the subversion of the natural order that God established for man and human societies. And so he's talking about the revolution there, you know, just, just the idea here. And we remember when we interviewed Joshua Charles and, Oh yeah. And he, and he promoted that, that book that he republished from 1885 from it was George, uh, Monsignor George yep, Dillon, Dillon. Uh, doc. Yeah. Dr. Monsignor George Dillon and where he basically, um, you know, lays out this whole idea. Well, number one, within the book, he talks about the two swords. One in, is civil society, and the other one is the church. And the two are supposed to. And in, and 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 the way Christendom, uh, you know, uh, went out into the world, they work together to help us achieve our end. Whereas um, what we're seeing here is the Antichrist. We know he's a counterfeiter, right? He he counterfeits. Uh, the spirit of Antichrist is, you know, they, you know, uh, I think Archbishop Fulton Sheen said the Antichrist and 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 that whole idea they were going to be the ape of the church, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 right. They imitate the church, and so they imitate society, and so they understand that civil society and the church are are, are connected, and so the Antichrist realizes that this false religion that's coming on the world is going to be connected to uh, civil society in some kind of way in order to uh, bring about that deception. I don't know if people can follow. Yeah, it's like the Pharisees. They were beholden to King Herod 
and they're be beholden, uh, you know, to Pontius Pilate. They're beholden yes. to the Caesar. And in fact, they even yelled. They even said, we have no king but Caesar. And these were yes. the Pharisees. These were the Jews. These were God's chosen people. They said, we have no king but Caesar. Uh, you, you you see apostasy right in the true church, in the true religion right. back in the Old Testament, right. New Testament. Yeah. Right. And it's like they were lulled to sleep, so to speak. Yeah. And they got com they got comfortable with the world, Jess. Yeah. And there's a lot of Catholics that yell today, we have no God but Caesar as well, Paul. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It says yeah. here, let me pick it up here. It says, continuing, the archbishop painted a link between globalism and Satanism, arguing that they're almost synonymous. The essence of globalism is satanic, and the essence of sat Satanism is globalist. Satan is, is globalist. For Satan's plan is to establish the reign of the Antichrist, giving him a way to parody the, earth, the, the earthly life of Christ, imitate his miracles with grotesque wonders, drag the crowds, not with the simplicity of truth, but with deception and lies. Globalism constitutes, mm -hmm. so to speak, the, sta the stage set up, the script and the screenplay that must prepare humanity for the political rise of the Antichrist, to whom the rulers of the world, his servants, will surrender national sovereignties. Uh, can, I say, can you say United Nations? Uh, can you say World <laughs> Economic Forum? So mm. that he will become a kind of world tyrant. Expanding on how such a setup might be accomplished, Archbishop Vigano wrote that what was left of Christ's reign must be wiped out in the institutions, culture, and everyday life of citizens. One way to affect this would be to implement moral dissolution, he argued, which would encourage people to vice and mocking virtue. Well, we're there right now, Paul. We're absolutely there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and Archbishop Vigano, he also calls for uh, this. Uh, he's calling for all of us, people of goodwill, people of faith, uh, patriots, conservatives. He's calling for for us to to start an anti-globalist alliance to stop global enslavement of humanity. Paul, you want to pick it up from there? Yeah. But he also highlighted aspects such as attempts to destroy the natural family, the fundamental cell of society, uh, the domestic church, <laughs> uh, eliminated of which children become commodities, products that those with money and order on the internet, beating a vast and increasingly flourishing criminal network, not to mention the surrogacy industry, <clears throat> divorce, abortion, euthanasia, homosex uh, ho homosexualism, and pansexualism, gender transition, mutilation, have proven to be effective tools for eliminating not only revealed faith, but also the most sacred principles of natural law. You see, just society is under attack. This is a full-scale, full-court press on everything good, everything holy. This is nothing less, just than, like I said, the dismantling of Christendom. And in its place, the, the phoenix rising out of the ashes is a world that is has been shaped and molded by the spirit of Antichrist, preparing for the Antichrist to come in and take over and, uh, uh, you know, uh, man then comes into his own. And, we'll be and right I always back. Think, hold yeah. that thought. Hold that thought. Jesus 911. Stick around. Now. Back to Jesus 911.
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. Uh, we're uh, sharing uh, the, uh, the discourse of a modern-day giant, an intellectual giant, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. The man writes like... <laughs> Like he's sitting in a jail cell next to John the Apostle in the island of Patmos. Um, Yeah, and he says, In opposition to the Catholic faith, which such anti-life movements oppose, globalism is a religion spread through woke ideology, the Archbishop stated. While Catholicism is centered on Christ, globalists apply Catholic principles of social kingship, but proclaim Satan king of societies. Hmm. I'm going to, uh, uh, yeah, the, this, the next paragraph gives kind of Archbishop Vigano's, it gives us his curriculum vitae. Uh, and then it says here, uh, <clears throat> Arch, this he argued has been employed in modern society. The, the, he's talking about the censorship of information not aligned with the official story, conducted with the complicity of the platforms, social and media and the media. This, Archbishop Vigano argued, has been employed in modern society. Talking about canceling. Enabling the spread of anti-Catholic spirit. It is no coincidence that democratic fiction uses means of violent repression of popular demonstrations, which, in a free democracy, should lead to barricades and international execution. I am thinking, among other things, of Macron, a student of Young Leaders for Tomorrow from the World Economic Forum by Klaus Schwab. It's not enough to call a dictatorship democracy for it to become so by magic, especially when citizens consent to those who interpret their state of mind and expectations constitutes a threat to the survival of these subversive parasites. He also expressed doubt about the current independence and veracity of election processes, stating that democracy was an illusion which the Masonic oligarchy allows citizens to indulge in. In other words, mm. he's saying the, the Masons, he's saying, here's what he just said. The Masons run this country. That's what he just inferred. And that we think that we're voting and we think our vote counts. It's, it, the, the Masons already have, the oligarchy of the Masons already have it rigged. They already know who they're going to put in place. Yeah. He's talking about the deep state, Jess. Yeah, exactly. And he says, mm-hmm. I repeat, if democracy worked, they would not let the citizens play with the force of elections and the illusion of being represented in parliament. If they allow it, it is because the Masons oligarchy knows that it can control it through its emissaries placed everywhere. On the other hand, the Antichrist will be king, not president. He will exercise power in an absolute totalitarian dictatorial manner. And those who believe in the fable of democracy will discover too late that they have been deceived. And so mm-hmm. uh, here, here, I want to make I want you to finish off the rest of it, Paul. But here's uh, there are more people in power that are Masons that than you and me know about. Why do I mm-hmm. say that? For example, the mayor of, uh, of New York city, he was the next, uh, he was ex law enforcement. He's a liberal. He's a, he's a Democrat. He's, he's a liberal. I just mm-hmm. saw him the other day. He was, uh, in, in, in a full, full Masonic dress. He was in a Masonic service. So he just mm-hmm. came out. I see. I didn't know that he just mm-hmm. came out open that he's a card-carrying, practicing Freemason, the the the, uh, mm-hmm. the mayor of New York, uh, mm-hmm. the, the ex, the, the black guy who was uh, used to be a, a, in law enforcement. He was part of yeah, yeah, Adams, Mayor Adam, Adam. Mayor Adams. Yeah, yeah. You uh-huh. can type him up on the internet. It just came out the other day. He was at a Masonic service, and he was like, 
like in the Knights of Columbus when they were their fourth degree yeah. knights. Oh yeah, he was dressed yeah. up in full regalia. And so yeah. I, I just asked myself, how many other politicians are Masons? They just don't say nothing because they're a secret well, society. And well, these well, guys are the arch enemies of, of Catholicism of Ca- well, and, and of Christ the King. You know, just to piggyback off of what you just said, and I think I told you about this, my brother, um, who was a retired army uh, colonel, um, he, uh, I, I, I read his stuff. Uh, he had two-star generals writing about him saying, you know, uh, Colonel Clay should be promoted to general at the earliest, you know what I mean, at the earliest opportunity. Uh, and uh, his general, who was a Freemason, invited him, you know, to join that organization to which he refused. Uh, guess where my uh, brother ended up retiring as a colonel? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, hmm. so, 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 so what they do is, you know, they've already seized the reins of power, these groups. And if you want to uh, progress and, and have any type of authority within this world structure, remember Satan's the God, the God little G of this world, then you have to, uh, basically adhere to Masonic, uh, to the Masonic uh, and bow to the Masonic uh, rule for your life. Um, uh, so that's just yeah. another example. Yeah. You, Amen. You, know, you talked about Eric Adams. And yeah. 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 Paul, so uh, go, jump on, jump on the article there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the Archbishop's comments against globalism and globalist forces are by no means the first time he has expressed such arguments. Speaking to Steve Bannon last summer, Vigano stated how, in a short, in short, we are governed by a high command of uh, uh, users and speculators from Bill Gates, who invests in large farm farms rights uh, on the eve of the food emergency or in vaccines just before the outbreak of the pandemic to George Soros, who speculates on the fluctuations of currencies and government bonds. And along with Hunter Biden finances, a bio laboratory in the Ukraine. He argued that national leaders and heads of states are traitors of our nation. I'm gonna say that one again. National leaders and heads of states are traitors of our nation who are devoted to the elimination of populations. And we know that. Look at the culture we live in. We're killing our elderly through euthanasia. We're, we're killing our children uh, through abortion. We're, uh, we're, we're mutilating them, making them into, uh, you know, uh, trans trans type people who, who by the way, um, you know, once once you mutilate yourself, you're not having children. This is a culture of death here, Jess. Uh, and that all of their actions are carried out in order to cause the greatest amount of harm to citizens. You think, Jess, you think? Mm. Um, yeah, because well, we know. Well, we, I've also read that the transgender population has the highest rate of suicide. A, oh, there's a yeah, super there's, high yeah. rate of suicide. Why? Man is created in the Imago Dei. The devil hates man. And so, yeah, he's going to, his his idea, I mean, he has a hatred towards man, Jess. Uh, remember, we talked about the Georgia Guidestones that were up, and they, they talked about the population being under, uh, I think it was like 500,000 as being ideal. It was some crazy number. But this is this is the type uh, of a mentality 
of 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 a being satan who hates men and and the problem is is the men who embrace these ideas they're being rewarded the hunter bidens of the world they're selling out the country they, they you know they're being bought with a price and i'm just reminded of the words of our lord jess when he says what will a man give in exchange for his soul yeah you know well there, you know what you just said right now it reminds me of in the movie nefarious the demon when he he gave a a, a kind of a litany he kind of gave a su- summation of damnation history and nefarious i remember he said the demons forever plan is to destroy human beings who, who are made in the image and likeness of god uh, it says mm. the demons know that they can't hurt god so they 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 seek to hurt god by hurting us his creation mm-hmm. made in his image and likeness the creator creates humans and demons destroy humans. That's what Nefarious said in the movie, I remember. Yep. 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 Yeah. Go ahead and, and pick it so up from true. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he also believed that despite the deliberate intention to harm the globalist, uh, the, the globalist endeavor known as the Great Research, I mean, excuse me, the Great Reset, has an inevitable end of failure. The time of which depends upon our capacity to oppose it and also what is contained in the plans of divine providence. So, yeah, we already know that, Jess. We know what their end is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we know what their end is. Yeah, just, he argued family. Yeah, go ahead. go ahead, Jess. No, no, finish it. He, up. Argued, he argued families uh, to form urge. part of a... Urge family. Oh, urge, me. urge. Yes, excuse me. He urged families to form... Uh, part of a movement to resist the Build Back Better agenda and the Great Reset, uh, Reset, and instead to rebuild what has been destroyed. And I just want to just hold right there just for some commentary there. Just give us some yeah. commentary on that. Well, here's my commentary. The whole Build Back Better Great Reset agenda, it reminds me of the Tower of Babel. We've mm-hmm. already tried to build back better once in the days of Noah. And you know what yep. God's response was to building back better? God sent us a flood to destroy the earth. Yeah. That that was yep. God's but, response to build back better at the well, Tower yeah. of Babel. And, and just, you know, as you look in, at biblical history and you see that when the people of the world came together, you know, it was to no good. And what was their cry? Well, we're, we're going to build a tower into heaven. You know, we're going to get, in other words, we're going to use our own means, our own resources to do what we want to do. It's it, it's back to the same original lie in the garden where where Satan lies to uh, Adam and Eve and said, oh, no, 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 you're not going to, you're going to be like him, you know? And so, so man then, uh, so when you, when you understand what Freemasonry is really all about, Jess, it's, it's this idea that you know, man can be perfected outside of grace, outside of yes, supernatural yes. grace. Bingo. Yeah, we, that's yeah, we don't that's Freemasonry yeah, right we don't, there. Yeah. We don't need supernatural grace. All we need is the, the Gnostic knowledge uh that can be provided. And 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 we know that ultimately that, that knowledge is being provided by Satan himself, you know. Uh and and man is being has been lulled to sleep into thinking that he is something that he's not. You know, same thing like Satan, Jess. Remember, yeah. he, yeah. you know, he 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 wanted to exalt his throne above the Lord's throne. He wanted to be something that he was not. Yes. And uh, Amen. He, yeah. Go ahead, Jess. Paul, these uh, 
the whole Build Back Better, Great Reset, uh, you know, the deep state, the deep church, what they want to do is they want, again, it's a Tower of Babel all over again. They want to create a utopian society. What does yes. the utopian society mean? It means an ideal society, a perfect society, uh, you know, in, in, in the social, the political, the moral aspects. But instead of creating a utopian society, instead what they've done, they've created a dystopian society, yes. which basically means a wretched, dehumanized, unhappy world, a, a world with human misery and human squalor. And uh, it, this is this is exactly what the left, the woke left has given us, uh, whether it was intentional. I don't know. I don't know if it was intentional. But uh, the only the only person that's going to give us a utopian society is our Lord Jesus Christ in the new heavens and the new earth at the eschaton at the end of time. Man cannot give us a utopia. Every time man tries, it turns into a dystopia. Mm. All right. Hey, uh, on, next on the rundown, we're going to talk about transgender turmoil and tradition. And uh, we're going to listen to some of the prophetic words from Bishop Strickland on this topic. Stick around. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car, two retired L.A. cops, uh, uh, f- soldiers of Christ, uh, devoted to the blessed, slaves of the Blessed Virgin Mary, devoted to Our Lady, and faithful sons of the church. Paul, next on the rundown, we want to talk about um, America's bishop. It's funny, I gave him that name over at the Dodger Rally. Every article and everybody introduces him as such, Bishop Joseph Strickland. And uh, he looked at me. He looked at me when I said it at Dodger Stadium. And he just laughed. And now it's funny because it stuck. Now everybody's calling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just like like Rudy Giuliani was, uh, uh, you know, America's mayor, right? <laughs> yeah. So we want to talk now about transgender turmoil and tradition. Speaking of the deep church, the deep church is uh, in on full display at the Synod on Silliness, I mean the Synod on Synodality, which is going to come to a close in a few weeks, and uh, you know we'll see what uh, we'll see what's in store, and we'll see exactly the the the, lay, the laity's response, or the faith or the lay faith should I say? So, in a recent pastoral letter, a Texas bishop clarified Catholic teaching on gender dysphoria and same-sex attraction, while cautioning against the potential blessing of same-sex relationships within the Catholic Church, a topic that will be discussed at the upcoming Synod on Synodality. On Tuesday, last Tuesday, Bishop Joseph Strickland of the Diocese of Tyler, Texas, he published his latest pastoral letter that stresses fundamental change Catholic teachings on human identity and sexuality within the context of modern confusion surrounding gender identity and same-sex attraction. The bishop began by laying down a fundamental truth. He said, every human person is created in the image and likeness of God, male or female. He underscored the importance of helping individuals discover their true identities as children of God. 
and the Texas prelate then expressed concern about the current trend of forsaking this foundational truth, he explained the rejection of this basic truth is often associated with the denial of God's sovereignty and in some cases, even God's existence. I just want to make a comment. I'll pass it over to Paul. First of all, I want to say that the great contribution of Catholicism, actually Judeo-Christianity, but it was the Catholic faith that really emphasized it. It's called the, uh, the, the, the Imago Dei, the, the teaching on that we're made in the image and likeness of God. That was, that's been the great contribution of Catholic Christianity for the last 2,000 years. This is where we take all our, our teachings on the right to human life, the dignity of the human person, the sanctity of the human person, the sanctity of marriage. It comes from this verse in the book of Genesis. Another thing I want to mention is that something about Bishop uh, Strickland. I think he, he senses that his end is near. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I think he senses yeah. his end is near. And uh, he does he does a radio show here on, on Virgin Most Powerful once a week with my other partner, Terry Barber. And uh, he's told Terry that he's going to write seven letters. Seven letters. So these mm, letters that he's... Yeah, there you go. It's it's the uh, it's basically John the Apostle in the island of Patmos writing seven letters to the seven churches in Asia Minor. Bishop Strickland told Terry he said it on radio before they before I'm terminated and I'm put out the pasture. He says I'm going to write seven letters warning the world about what's happening mm. in the church. And then he said I'm going to do radio Monday through Friday. And travel around the country and preach the gospel underground if I have to. Amen, Bishop. Yes, yeah, so Amen, he's Bishop. Not, yeah, he, yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not. If they put him out the pasture, Paul, he's not going to go home and sit on his couch and drink iced tea and watch Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island rerun. He's going to roll up his sleeves and he's going to double down. And just so I, 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 yeah. I'd invite him to. I'd invite him to check out the SSPX. You know, they could use a good <laughs> bishop. You know, hey, why not? Uh, listen. Um, uh, listen, the church who knows supplies, what's in, right? Who, who knows what's in store in the future, Paul? You never know what's in store. You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, 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 exactly. But but yeah, we'll see what happens at the end of this. Like you said, synod on silliness. We'll yeah. see how 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 bold you know and how far people are willing to go. But I think we'll we'll be able to uh, get a good assessment as to where we are in, on the prophetic timeline by what happens at that synod. Right, exactly. Yeah. That that's yeah. gonna. That that marker is going to let us know know where we're at in salvation history, Paul. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So All right, continue with the article. Bishop Strickland addressed the LGBTQ agenda, stating individuals experiencing same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria do not sin because of their feelings, but they should avoid acting upon those feelings since they are against God's design. Exactly. I used to always say, Jess, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair, right? <laughs> you know, and so, yeah. so yeah, so, 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 just that that temptation itself, you know, and that and that, you know, is if that's not sin, but when if you yeah. act on it, if you if you boldly want to, you know, uh, you know, in the face of God and man, say no, this is the way I am, and this is the way I'm going to stay, and I'm never going to change. Well, then you have a problem, right? Uh, yes. And and then you act on it. Okay. Exactly. He quoted Joseph Cardinal Ratzinger, who became Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Ratzinger 
referenced the moral judgment against homosexual relations in the story of Sodom and reiterated that homosexual activity is self-indulgent and contradicts the creator's design for human sexuality. Mm. The trans, yeah, the transgender movement is another face of the LGBTQ agenda, and it also, it is also at odds with the Catholic understanding of the human being. Strickland wrote regarding the social, uh, the societal push to normalize gender dysphoria. This movement seeks to fundamentally alter the way our world views the biological and God-given identity of each person. Isn't that the truth? A rapidly increasing number of young people are being caught up in the transgender movement in these times rather than being told the truth of who they are as beloved children of God. He added, the bishop explained the transgender movement contradicts the Catholic understanding of human beings as made in the image of God and seeks to alter how society views biological and God-given identities. He emphasized that one's biological identity given by God remains unchangeable, and science proves that out, folks. Uh, Strickland called for love, charity, and support for those with same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria, highlighting the importance of embracing their God-given identity. Jess, I want to just freeze right there and just say this. I love the fact you see, there's no homophobia here. There's no, no, no hatred here. There's nothing but love. Sacred scripture tells us love corrects. And so, you know, we don't run from them and go ill. You know, you guys are, no, we, we say, look it, we tell them the truth and love. And then we, we pray with them. You know, we, 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 we help them in their struggle, just like we're all struggling to try to uh, live obedient lives to God. We're struggling, you know, uh, you know, trying to put to death the deeds of the flesh. How? By the power of the spirit. These people just first and foremost have been lied to. Uh, secondly, yeah. obviously, you know, you know, they have, they've been wounded because of original sin, which affects so many things, but, but at the same time, they've been lied to and society's lying to them. And that's why it's important to proclaim truth because the truth shall set you free jesus said yeah paul i think another reason why the elites are pushing transgenderism i believe it's also it's part of the entire the whole you know depopulate planet earth program that's coming from the yes. world economic forum because the yeah. elites they want people to become gay so they don't reproduce and have any children anything yeah. to stop family life or children you'll find the elites the globalists the great reset uh they're behind it they don't want people to be have children so hey if you're gay you're not going to have a child um as as catholics it, it, you know just watch out with all these movements with that that start with trans transvestites transgender transhuman this is all diabolical the the only yes. trans we need paul is a transformation of our human heart, as it says in Ezekiel chapter 36. Yeah. The only trans we need also is to gaze upon the transfigured Jesus Christ in Matthew 17, 8, as he transfigured <laughs> before, uh, before James, Peter, and John, uh, and Elijah and Moses disappeared, and all nice. they saw was the transfigured yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. That's the only yes. trans it, that we need yeah. in our... Yeah. Well, we need, we, we need one more, Jess. 
transubstantiation. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, sir. That's, that's the trans we need daily. <laughs> oh, daily. yeah. Give us this day, oh, Lord, our daily bread. Amen. You know? uh, yeah, that's the trans we need. And, uh, and yes. yes, Catholics yes. need. Yeah. Paul, uh, in, in, in paragraph 369 of the Catechism, it, it talks about the issue of uh, of gender. Catholic official church mm-hmm. teaching, quoting, you know, previous councils. It says, men and women have been created, which is to stay willed by God, on the one hand, in perfect equality as human persons, and on the other, on their in their respective beings as men and women. Being man or being woman is a reality which is good and willed by God. Men and women possess an inalienable dignity which comes to them immediately from God, their creator. Man and woman are both are both with one and the same dignity in the image of God. In their being man and being woman, they reflect the creator's wisdom and goodness. So there's several paragraphs, 2297, 2333, that talks about that there's only two genders in Christianity, period, and by natural law as well. Yeah. Yes. Let's go back to the article, Paul. Go ahead and pick it up from there. Yeah. Okay. The Synod on Synodality. After clarifying the church's teachings on same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria, Strickland turned his thoughts to the upcoming synod. He warned that some wished to shift the focus of Catholicism away from eternal salvation to affirming individuals' choices regardless of their alignment with church, uh, of their alignment with church teachings. In particular, the bishop noted discussions on blessing of same-sex relationships as, sta- as slated to take place at the Synod. Archbishop Victor Manuel Fernandez, by the way, who was promoted by the Pope. Hold that prefect. thought. Hold that thought, Paul. Jesus 9112 yeah. Man Car, we'll pick it up from there talking about Archbishop Victor Manuel Fernandez, who uh, seems to be an expert on kissing. <laughs> Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. On silliness, some people call it the synod on sodomy. Uh, well, but, but, but it's actually called the synod on synodality, and it's cl- uh, supposed to be closing in a few short weeks. And we'll find out. Uh, we'll find out what they're going to determine, or what direction they want to take the church. I'll tell you one thing: if they want to take the church uh, down the path that I think so, there's going to be a huge pushback, and there's already a silent schism right now. It's just going to become more obvious. Paul, can you pick it up there from uh, where you left yeah, off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Archbishop Victor Manuel Fernandez, prefect of the Dicastery uh, for the Doctrine of Faith stated when asked about blessings for homosexual couples if a blessing is given in such a way that it does not cause confusion it will have to be analyzed and confirmed yeah you know just listen they 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 automatically they already know what the church teaches about it but they're just trying to find a way to rationalize just to you know to to get it in there and you know you give a liberal a liberal an inch and they want to take a mile anyway uh the possibility of this is what Strickland had to say about it. The possibility of providing such blessings without causing confusion remains unclear. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, uh, 
uh, remain, wait, 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 wait. Strickland wrote, the possibility of providing such blessings without causing confusion remains unclear. Regardless, Strickland explains, such blessings would be illicit. He referenced a statement from the church's doctrinal office that God does not and cannot bless sin. You know, Jess, I... I, I wish he didn't write that first part on there because it's pretty it, it's pretty clear. There's no way there there's no way you can bless sin. I mean, if you want to bless an individual and say God bless you and help you to uh, turn away from your sin, God bless you and help you to repent. But Amen. that's the only blessing that they can get. You know, um, uh, Bishop yes, Strickland yes. clarified that his intention was not to discriminate, but to uphold the truth of liturgical rites and sacramentals. He concluded with an invitation to those with same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria to experience God's love and mercy within the Catholic Church. I just uh, pick it up from God does not and cannot bless sin. God does not and cannot bless sin. I would like to, his Bishop Strickland says, I would like to say to those with same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria, Christ loves you and the Catholic Church welcomes you. We are all struggling to grow in holiness. That's why, yeah, that's why St. Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling because we're all men. We're all in that big ship, that, you know, or that big room, the room of self-improvement. Uh, or G.K. Said, Chesterton, we're all in the same boat and we're all seasick. That's right. <laughs> Amen. Uh Strickland wrote, as he brought his thoughts to a close, I invite you to come and sit with us, pray with us, worship with us, and experience the overwhelming power of God's love and mercy with us. He reminded his flock that love is at the core of human existence, and there is no power in heaven or on earth that can keep the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit from loving us fully and completely. Bishop Strickland, who has long been outspoken for his orthodoxy, <clears throat> has come under pressure from Rome to quit. Pope Francis may force Bishop Strickland to retire, to, to retire because the prelate has insisted he won't resign. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Paul, here's a, let me quote something else from the Catechism on the, on the whole issue of transgenderism. This, this, is, this, this one's very, very clear. 2333. Every, everyone, man and woman, should acknowledge and accept his or her sexual identity, physical, moral, and spiritual difference and complementarity are oriented towards the goods of marriage and the flourishing of family life. The harmony of the couple and society depends in part on the way in which the complementarity needs and mutual support between the sexes are lived out. Here's one more. 2297. It says... Uh, it says here, um, except when performed for strictly therapeutic medical reasons, directly intended amputations, mutilations, mm. and sterilizations performed on innocent persons are against the moral law. 2297 yep. of the Catechism of the Catholic yep. Church. Uh, a lot of these people are victims, Paul, because they're kids and they're being brainwashed by our, yeah. by that by that woke culture yeah. but uh yeah. remember it's it's i'll tell you who determines gender it's it's not hormones it's not genitalia uh no it's it's chromosomes god mm-hmm. determines gender mm-hmm. god has put xx chromosomes in the female xy in the male 
And so only God determines gender, God alone. It doesn't matter what you do to the outside of your body. It doesn't matter what you mutilate. It doesn't matter what puberty blockers you're taking. God has already determined your gender based on chromosomes. We cannot change our gender no matter what we do. There's no way to do that no matter what we say or what we do or what others want to do to your body. Uh, the, the whole transgender philosophy and lifestyle, it's false, it's pure propaganda, it's evil, and it's a demonic attack on the beauty of the human person and on human life. Oh, yeah. and, oh, and, yeah. and those who feel this way, they're victims oftentimes of their malformed conscience, of, uh, of their what I would call their low information Catholicism, and also their own false perceptions of their own identity. Yeah. And, and yeah. the way we fight this is through prayer and knowledge yes. and the sacraments and reason. These are the weapons against this yes. evil trend of ge- transgenderism. Yes. You know, Jess, you said it right, Jess. This is predicated on a lie. Okay. And because why? Who's the one who introduced these ideas to mankind? Satan, the father of lies. Predicated on a lie. All of these ideas. You know, I recently saw a YouTube video where this... Uh, um uh this this lady went in and uh, 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 the teacher had a uh, uh the rainbow flag up in the classroom and it's a black lady she walks in and she rips it down off the wall and this teacher was looking shocked and she said i'm teaching my son how to be a man and and you're trying to feed him this crap and this teacher's eyes were like this Whoa. big and she threw the flag in the garbage and you know society is finally waking up and pushing back against these these people by the way Jess who have who have really you know they have lulled us to sleep they have taken the reins uh, of power in the world all by the way done mm. um and uh, through Satan and the empowerment by Satan. But these are the people that this minority, this cabal at the top is pushing these satanic ideas on the human race in order to bring us into slavery. And I pray, uh, and and you said it right, Jess, what can we do? Well, every Catholic knows what we can do, but prayer is when, when our Lord was before his greatest trial, Jess, his greatest, he went out into the garden and what did he do? He, he prayed. prayed. Those are our weapons. We are called to emulate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he, before his greatest trial, went to pray. And that's exactly what God is calling us to do. Pray, 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 our blessed mother said. Yep, exactly. Uh, prayers, it's its firing the first, it's firing the first shot and it's also firing the winning shot because mm. life is warfare. Job chapter seven, verse one in the Dewey Rings Bible, it says life on earth is warfare. And and yep. I'll tell you what, what does God think about the human body? I'll tell you what he thinks about the human body. First Corinthians six nineteen. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, mm. whom you have received mm. from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. The, the, mm. the, the attack on the human body is, is, is an attack on Christ because we are part of the, we are the mystical body of Christ. Christ is the head. An attack on the human body is an attack on Christ the head. And we've been warned also by St. John the Apostle as he sat in his, in, uh, over in his island in Patmos. 
He writes in 2 John 1, 7, he says, For many deceivers have gone out into the world, many who, many, men who will not acknowledge the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the Antichrist. So John the Apostle warns us, there's many deceivers out there. There's many people that want to tickle your ears with, with, uh, with uh, doctrines of demons. And this is what this transgenderism is. This is a, a, mm-hmm. a doctrine, a di- diabolic doctrine. This does not come from natural law. This does not come from divine positive law. Mm-mm. Paul? Yeah, yeah, Jess. Listen, uh, folks, be encouraged and understand. Uh, have your Joshua moment. Joshua said, choose you this day who you will serve. You know, we need to draw a line in the sand. Uh, like Jess said, we need to wear our Catholicism on our sleeve. We need to go out into society and be the salt of the earth, the light of the world, what God called us to do. He, he says, you don't light a light just to cover it up. You light it to put it on a hill to let all see its light. And that's what God, he says, listen, when the, when the light came into the world, the darkness could not overcome it. And we have the light of Christ and we are charged by God to go out into the world and to live and die if necessary for our Lord and Savior. That's right. Hey, uh, well, you've been listening to Jesus 911. I hope you've enjoyed the show. But uh, let's remember that uh, Jesus Christ says, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And this is what we try to do every single week here on Jesus 911. We're trying to, to, to make the gospel understandable. Gospel, G-O-S-P-E-L. God's yep. only son provides eternal life. G-O-S-P-E-L. God's Great. only son provides eternal life. God's yes. only son provides eternal life. It's that simple. The gospel right. is the good news. Jesus is the door. John chapter 10, verse 7. You want to get to heaven? I want to get to heaven. We got to play by Jesus's rules, not man's rules. Jesus' rule says, I am the door. I am the yes. door. Okay? There's and, the only way to get to the other side from this world to the next is through the door. And that door better say Jesus. Amen. The world, the flesh, and the devil are your enemies, folks. Recognize that and act accordingly. That's right. Well, that's a wrap. <clears throat> we, we've, uh, we're trying to put the spotlight of truth upon this culture of death. Uh, let's continue speaking the truth to power and live without fear. Up next, stick around. You don't want to miss the big guy from the Benwood's Command Center, Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics. As for me and myself, Paul, two, uh, two cops for Christ. We are EOW, end of watch. We are out. See you next time.